here with us this morning. And God, I pray that as we as we start the new year together, God, as we as we launch into 2017, God, I pray that you would go before us. And God, I pray that we would be brave enough and bold enough to step into everything that you have got for us this year. God, I don't want to miss what you've got for me in 2017. So God, would you continue to be with us? Would you continue to speak to us? Would you challenge us? God, I pray that we would look at this year differently as a result of some of the words that you're going to speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can you can take your seats. Brilliant. So I am super, really excited. Super, really. I am very excited to be speaking to you this morning. What I'm going to speak to you about this morning, um, I think God's been speaking to me about right throughout the Christmas period. Um, one night while we were at Laura's, Laura's mum and dad's, I felt like God wake me up in the middle of the night. Um, and I began to think about what I was going to say this morning. And I wrote some notes down. And this week I've been, I've been further writing this talk. And I'm really excited and expectant for what God is going to do this morning. Because I think what, what God has been saying to me is relevant to all of us here in the room this morning. Um, did anyone go out on New Year's Eve or go to a party or uh, have a good New Year's Eve? Who was allowed to stay up till midnight on New Year's Eve? Isn't it mad, right? Isn't it exciting at New Year's Eve? You can put your hands down again. Um, New Year's Eve, there's something magical about it, isn't there? That all day you sit there watching the clock thinking, oh, there's only 10 hours left of 2016. And like it becomes really magical. I was listening to the radio at 12 o'clock midday. And they did, like, it was on Radio 1, and they did a practice countdown to midnight at midday. And they were like, there's only 12 hours left of 2016. And I remember when I was a teenager, I used to sit and watch Sky News all day on on, um, New Year's Eve. Because I used to love watching... um, different places around the world ringing the new year and it used to blow my mind that you know in New Zealand they were ringing in the new year at 10 o'clock in the morning in Britain or whatever the time difference is and I used to watch all of those midnight celebrations. I remember when I was in year nine it was uh, 1999. Who was born in 1999? Who was born in the year 2000? Right so I remember I was I was 13. I would have been 13 um, when when it was New Year's Eve on 1999. And all that year, they'd been talking to everybody about the millennium bug. And basically, everybody was panicking that anything that was electrical was going to crash at midnight on, on New Year's Eve in 1999 because everything had been set to, from, from the 60s onwards and nobody had thought what's going to happen when it goes to the year 2000 and we were all panicking. I remember it going midnight and nothing happened. It was a massive flop. Nothing happened. That We were never in danger of anything with the Millennium Bug. But I ran home when we got home after New Year's Eve. I ran into, into my bedroom and checked and it was a PlayStation 1 at the time. That's how old I am. And I checked my PlayStation and I was like, yes, my PlayStation is not broken. But, you know, New Year's Eve is, is, um, is a kind of magical time, isn't it? And um, 
One of the reasons why it's a magical time is it's kind of like a line in the sand moment. That's the title of my talk this morning, A Line in the Sand. Jack, if you could come and um, bring the sand. We're going to create um, not, a, not a line in the sand, but we're going to create a line of sand this morning on the stage. Um, so uh, Jack is going to help us out. But uh, a line in the sand basically um, basically means it's a, it's a significant moment Okay, that, that once you cross over the line in the sands, everything is different and things are different. So, for example, on the 26th of March in 2010, I was a single man. Okay, I was a single man. But then, on the 27th of March in 2010, I stepped over a line in the sand, said, I do, I'm married, Laura. So on the 26th of, of March, I was a single man, not allowed to have sex. On the 27th of March, I crossed over a line in the sand and I was a married man, allowed to have sex. Yes, praise the Lord. I remember in, um, I remember in 2001, um, on the 9th of September in 2001, I remember being outside the shop by our school um, and my mate coming to me and saying, someone is blowing up America and I was like, what? And they were like, New York, someone's blowing up New York. And I was like, what? And I put my, put my radio on and I listened to my radio the whole way home from school to hear how people were flying planes into buildings in New York. In that moment, that was a line in the sand moment for humanity. Because suddenly, you know when you go on holiday or you go through an airport and there's tons and tons of checks and you're not allowed certain liquids and you can only have limited, limited stuff. That all happened as a result of 9-11. Suddenly, on the, on, the, on the 8th of September, we weren't in a war on terrorism. Suddenly, on the, 9th, on the 11th of September, on the 11th of September, we, we stepped over a line in the sand and things were different. And, you know, I think 2016 has been a line in the sand moment for our world. You know, in, in 2016, we've seen Britain vote not to be a part of the EU. That is a huge, massive line in the sand moment. In 2016, we've seen America vote Donald Trump as their president. A massive line in the sand moment. In 2016, little old Leicester City won the flipping Premier League. That is a line in the sand moment. Even in X Factor, some woman called Honey G, who's got no talent whatsoever, went so far in the competition. I think in 2016, we have moved from what is probable into what is possible. You see, at the start of 2016, Leicester were 5,000 to 1 odds to be Premier League champions. That was what was probable. It was highly unlikely. You had probably as much chance of winning the, winning the lottery than you did of, of Leicester winning the league. Yet in 2016, we moved from what was possible into what was probable. We moved from what was probable into what was possible. You know, nobody thought that we would leave the EU. It was all, everyone thought that we were going to stay. But yet, what became possible was that we did. In 2016, we crossed over a line in the sand from the probable into the possible. And I think, I don't think it's such a negative thing um, for us. I think we can move from what we think is probable that can happen in our lives into what is possible because I think 2017 is going to be a massive 
year for us. For us as a church, as Zion Christian Centre, 2017 is going to be a line in the sand moment. In 2017, we are going to change the name of the church. Andy Hancock Ministries, if you're asking me what the name's going to be. We are moving from Zion Christian Centre into a new name. Also this year, we are hopefully going to step into a new renovated building, a line in the sand moment. We are also going to be going multi-site and planting another another uh, kind of service of our church in Hagley, a line in the sand moment. You know, we are going to be doing loads of new stuff in the in the youth work. Um, we have been trialing stuff. We're continuing to trial crews. It is a line in the sand year right across the life of our church. And I want to invite you to be a part of that this year. I want to take a moment to look at a line in the sand moment in the Bible that I think is really significant that we can learn some stuff off. And it is uh, from a book in Joshua. Don't put it up yet, Josh, because uh, I'm going to explain it. So this little bit of story, it's a really short bit of the Bible, but basically the Israelites who were set free from slavery in Egypt, do you remember Egypt with Moses and the plagues and the 10 plagues and then um, they go through the Red Sea, do you remember that? So, so the Israelites leave Egypt and, and go, they're heading towards what was known as the promised land, this place that God had promised to them. Okay, and they leave Egypt, they're freed from slavery, they go through the Red Sea, but for 40 years, the Israelites wandered lost in the desert. They were lost in the wilderness, going round and round in circles, trying to find this promised land, trying to find where God was leading them to, and they were lost for 40 years and the bit that we're going um, to pick up is, is right when, the, the moment where they're ready to step into the promised land. They're right, on the, um, right next to the River Jordan. The river, they had to cross the River Jordan to go into the promised land. And this is right before they were about to step into it. And in fact, Moses, who was the leader of the Israelites, has died. And Joshua has taken on being leader of the Israelites. And this is where we're going to pick it up. It's going to come up on the screen. It's from Joshua 3. And it says this, early in the morning, Joshua and all the the Israelites set out from Shittim, careful, and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went through the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, which was basically the thing that represented uh, like the presence of God. So when you see that, And the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So they're on the edge of the River Jordan. The River Jordan essentially forms a line in the sand for the Israelites to cross over. They go from being lost in the wilderness to stepping into the promised land. And, you know, it's a massive moment for them. And this is right before it. And I think there's three things that we can pick up from this story that we can learn going into 2017. And luckily for you, they all begin with P, so you're going to remember them all. The first thing that I think we can do going into 2017 for our line in the sand moment is prepare. See, in verse 5, Joshua says this. He says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things 
among you. Christmas, who enjoyed Christmas? Christmas, when you think about it, is all about preparation, isn't it? It's all about getting it right. We, spend, we prepare for Christmas from the beginning of November, if not sooner. We start thinking about Christmas. Christmas Day is one day, but we spend six weeks building up and preparing for it. You know, my mum goes mad for Christmas, but she prepares an awful lot. Because before you get to Christmas Day, you've got, you've got to buy all the presents, you've got to buy all the food, you've got to wrap the presents, you've got to clean the house, you've got to tidy, you've got, you've got to go and get a haircut, you've got to get new clothes for Christmas Day. You've got to do all this preparation. Do you know, I failed on one piece of preparation this year for Christmas, and it is this. I didn't buy Laura a Christmas present. Truth. Truth. And I'll tell you this. I still haven't bought Laura a Christmas present. But it's okay, we're still married. Yes! We're okay, we're working through it, we're getting some counselling. Um, but Christmas is all about the preparation. If you fail to do the, the preparation for Christmas properly, then Christmas Day can be a little bit rubbish. And you know, Joshua says to, to the people, he says, consecrate yourselves, which basically means get ready. He basically means make yourself holy. Deal with the stuff that you need to deal with because tomorrow God wants to do amazing things among you. And, you know, I sense God saying to me, but also God saying to us as a youth group, get ready because tomorrow God wants to do amazing things. Now, I'm not talking about tomorrow literally being the 9th of January, but I think in 2017, God wants to do some stuff that he's never done before. Hey, God wants to do some stuff in your life that he's never done before. God wants to do amazing stuff in your life this year, but we've got to be ready for it. And we've got to prepare. We've got to get ready for what God wants us to do. You know, the only way that we can prepare ourselves and the only way that we can get holy and get right before God through Jesus. You know, there's this amazing moment in the life of Jesus where he meets a woman caught in adultery, having sex with a man that's not her husband. Um, and this woman is, is brought before Jesus and Jesus, um, Jesus bends, it says, Jesus bends down and starts drawing in the sand. And you know, the phrase, the li- a line in the sand, people think it comes from that because that's the moment where Jesus started drawing in, drawing in the sand and he changed the way that we look at stuff. Because what happens is, is that she's brought before it, and the law said that anyone caught in adultery should be stoned and should be stoned to death. Um, so, and Jesus says, okay, well, anyone who's never done anything wrong, you throw the first stone. And everyone stands around going, uh, uh, no, no, I've done stuff wrong. And one by one, people leave, people leave, and then it's left with just Jesus and this woman. And Jesus is still bending down and and drawing in the sand. And he looks up at the woman and he says, has anybody condemned you? And the woman says, no. And Jesus then says, then neither do I. So go and leave your life of sin. That's what Jesus says to her. And he says, go, I'm setting you free. Now go and live differently. I am making you holy. Go and live differently. You know, if you want to step into what God has for us as he, in 2017, the preparation starts with our own relationship with Jesus. You know, I want to encourage you, get into reading the Bible. Find a way to read the Bible. One of the best ways that I recommend reading the Bible, and I think everyone can do this, is get the Bible app on your phone. If you've got a smartphone, 
get the Bible app. If you search Bible, um, just search Bible on your, I know I've done this on the App Store on, on Apple. Um, if you search uh, Bible, the top one that comes up is a, is a Bible app by Life.Church TV. Um, and it's called version, And it is absolutely brilliant. It's really helping me at the moment read my Bible more. And there's loads of, um, there's loads of different different. Uh, uh, plans that you can do. So, so some plans. I've done lots of plans for it, from it. Some plans you can read it while you're on the toilet, and it takes like two or three minutes, and you're reading a bit of the Bible, and you're hear, you're hearing God's word while you're sat on the toilet. Weird, but at least you're reading the Bible. You know, some you could read, and it take you an hour. Whatever, whatever way you 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 whatever you can handle, find a way to read the Bible more this year. Because when, when, when Joshua says to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, God will do amazing things among you. I think if we can get ready and we can, we can press into our relationship with God more, then God wants to do more through us. You know, we sense this as a whole church, as God's saying, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. He wants to do amazing things among us. That's why this week we're doing a week of prayer. That's why these things were on your chair as you came in. I'd love you to do these. The adults are doing it. We'd love you to do this devotional and join us. Join us on Tuesday night at Encounter. Join us to pray for this year. Find a way to go and uh, to prepare for this year. And one more thing that we're going to do to prepare is on on the Saturday in the February half term, we are going to do something different. Something different to what we've never done before. We're going to do an event called Hungry. And basically what we want to do is we, we see, I really feel like God is saying this first half term from now until, until February half term is a time for us to prepare for the year. And we're going to finish that by having a massive youth event on, on the Saturday night of half-term. I can't remember the date right now, but it's in your little youth booklet that you'll get on the way out. And what we're going to do is we're going to encourage you uh, to spend some time praying for stuff, praying for your friends, praying for your families, praying for healing. Um, and we're going to be asking you, what are you hungry for? And what we're going to do is on that night, we're going to come down here. We're going to have lots of fun. We're going to do loads of stuff. Um, and then we're going to go up to the venue. We're going to have a massive praise party. We're going to have a midnight feast. We're going to party. We're going to have a great time. It is going to be absolutely brilliant. But we sense that is part of us preparing for 2017. And we've not nailed it yet, but we're going to give you more information as and when we've got it. Okay, first thing, prepare. Everyone say prepare. prepare. Everyone say it louder. Prepare. Second thing, pioneer. In verse 4, you don't need to repeat that one. In verse 4, it says this, Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. Does anyone have time hop on their phone as an app? Oh, I'm the only one. Does anyone go on, like, does anyone go on Facebook and you get like those a year ago today things? So, so I have an app on my phone called TimeHop, and basically it, t- it shows me all my social media down through the years on that day. It shows me all my photos, it shows me what I posted. Most of the time, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, but this week, I got a notification on my phone that said this, if you can put it up. It says, ring, ring, the past is calling. It's for you. It is you. And I, I read that notification 
And I felt quite sad. And, you know, since getting that notification, I've I've deleted the app. Because so many of us spend so much of our time obsessed with the past that we never move forward into the future. You know, the the Israelites spent years wandering round and round in the desert. And they, you know, some of them will have been born in the desert and will never have known what it was like to not be in the desert. But they spent years and years going round in circles, being lost in the desert because they never looked to move forward. They stayed obsessed with their past. And, you know, I think some of you need to know that your past does not define your future. I'm going to say that again. Your past does not define your future. It's time that we moved on from the past. It's time to move on and, and, move, and no longer be trapped by the cycle of, being a, of what has gone on to us in the past. You know, this year, I want you to pioneer. Pioneer means doing something that you've never done before, that's never been done before. You know, if you feel stuck in your relationship with Jesus, do something new. Do something. I, in fact, do something new this year. Like, find a way to do something new. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting, the, uh, expecting different results. If you, are, if you feel stuck in your relationship with Jesus and you're not doing anything different, it's never going to get different. You've got to pioneer and do stuff differently. That's why I'm saying find a way to read the Bible in a, in a way that you've never read it before. You know, for us, we've never run something like cruise before, but we're stepping in to the new. This year, um, I, I've um, been having some meetings um, with some really exciting people um, over the last few months. And this year in 2017, we want to take a Christian band into our local schools And we want to spend a week in in your local schools, in your local high school. And we want to spend a week coming in and doing assemblies, RE lessons, gigs. We want to invite people to a concert in the venue and tell everybody in this town how much Jesus loves them. Do you know, we've never done that before. And that's scary. But we're pioneering and we're moving forward. You know... The Israelites there, they were, they, they were stepping into something new. They'd never gone into the promised land before, but they were pioneering and stepping into it, and it was scary. You know, we've never changed our church name before, Andy Hancock Ministries, if you're going to ask me what it's going to be. And they, we've never done that before, but we're going to step into it. We've never been that way before. We've never, we've never set up a church in a different location before, but we're going to do that. We've never renovated our building in a way that it's going to be renovated but we're going to follow God and where he wants us to go. The final piece, so we've had prepare. Everyone say prepare. Everyone say pioneer. The final one is participate. Say participate. Good participation. Okay. So the Israelites have been wandering around the desert for 40 years. Now, imagine being one of them. You stood on the River Jordan ready to cross the line in the sand into the promised land. They've been wandering around the desert for 40 years. Guys at the back, can you listen up, please? Thank you. They've been wandering around the desert for 40 years. That means some people who were part of the Israelites would not remember 
what it was like to be in Egypt. So there's only, there's only two people in the room that are over the age of 40. And I'm not going to mention any names, but it's Helen and Andy. Um, but there's two people over the age of 40 in the room. They are the only people that would remember. If we were the Israelites, they would be the only two people that remember what it was like to be in Egypt. The rest of us, we would just think it was normal to be in the desert. We would just think it would be normal to spend your life wandering around, lost in the desert. Because that's all we'd ever been used to. And can you imagine if all we'd heard for all our life is, is Helen and Andy going on about Moses this and plague that and the Pharaoh this and Egypt this and the Red Sea. Oh, it was amazing. And we're like, eh, we've heard that story before. Like we've not walked that journey, have we? Imagine being one of the Israelites who'd never remembered what it was like to be in, the, in Egypt, about to step into the promised land. Some of us might feel like, this isn't my story. This is my parents' story. I'm just following them because that's, that's what I've got to do. I'm going across the River Jordan because that's where my parents are going. And so I have to go with them. But, you know, the Israelites there participated. You know, Joshua wasn't the leader that led them out of Egypt. He'd only been leading them for five minutes and then he had to lead them into the promised land. It wasn't his story. But yet all of the Israelites participated and they stepped into it. And, you know, I wasn't there 38 years ago when Zion was born. I wasn't there. I wasn't, I was just an itch in my dad's underpants. I wasn't there. I wasn't born. Sorry for that horrific phrase. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, when the, when the building project was launched to renovate the building, I wasn't there. I wasn't part of this church. Some of you were part of this church. But the fact is, I'm here today. And I want to buy in. I want to participate in what God has got for us as a church this year. I want to step into it. Some of you might have only been coming to church for a couple of months. Participate. Some of you might have grown up in the church and only come because your parents bring you. I want to say to you, participate this year. I want to show you a, a clip. Um, when I was a teenager, my school used to take us to England football matches. And um, I got to go to a game that was England versus Greece. And England had to match what Germany did um, in order to qualify for the World Cup. Okay, And Germany had drawn nil-nil. Um, and we were getting beat two goals to one by Greece at home. And it was at Old Trafford in Manchester. And I got to be there. And in the 94th minute, this happened. So I was there for that. In fact, where David Beckham celebrated was right in front of me. I was row three in the Stratford end at Old Trafford. David Beckham celebrated right in front of me. It was my seat, my mate's seat, and then the players' tunnel. In the celebrations afterwards, I got a high five off David Beckham. I got a wink off Stephen Gerrard. Robbie Fowler tried to throw his shirt. I missed it by that much. I had a great day. And any time that video comes up, that goal comes up on the telly, I say to the people that I was with, I was there. I say to Laura, I was there because I was there and I was part of that historic moment. And, you know, it's, it's a tragedy that I don't support England today, but that's another subject. Um, 
Uh, it's another subject. But I was there. And, you know, when you, bands come up, when, when, you, look, when you look into the future, when in 10, 15 years' time, this is a year that you will get to say, I was there. I was a part of it. Imagine being one of the Israelites 10 years after they'd stepped into the promised land and telling people, I was there the day we crossed the River Jordan. Guys, I want you to know that you have got a part to play in this year. This year for us as a church is going to be massive. This year for us as a youth club and a youth group is going to be huge. It's a line in the sand moment. That's why I think God is calling us to prepare to make ourselves holy at the start of the year, finding a way to get ourselves right before Jesus. That's why I think God is calling us to pioneer, to do stuff that we've never done before. Hey, if you've never told your friends that you come to church and that you're a Christian, maybe now's the time to do it. If you've never prayed for your friends, now's the time to do it. If you've never prayed out loud, now's the time to do it. Pioneer, do something new this year to move forward. And finally, God is saying to us to participate, to get involved, to walk with us, to be a part of this incredible year. So why don't you stand to your feet? Because we're going to participate and we're going to declare at the start of 2017 that we're all in that we're in, whatever God has got for us, whatever tomorrow that God wants to do amazing that is among us, we're in. And we're going to participate. We're going to prepare and we're going to pioneer. Okay, so I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to pray. If you want to lift your hands, you can. To say, yeah, God, I'm in for this. Whatever this year looks like, I'm in. God, I pray that as we move into 2017, God, I pray that we wouldn't miss what you have for us. God, I thank you for that story of the Israelites where you, where you led them across that line in the sand. God, I pray that this year would be a year that is a line in the sand for us. God, I pray that as we, as we change so much, God, as so much is going gonna, is gonna to be different and we're going to move forward, God, I pray that we would go forward with you. God, I pray that you would help us to prepare. Would you help us to go deeper with you than we've ever gone before? God, I pray that we will pioneer. God, would you give us the boldness and the courage to do something that we've never done before? God, I pray that you would help us to participate, to own this story. God, I pray that 2017 will be a huge year. And God, we pray most of all that we will go deeper with you, but also that people that don't know you yet would know you this year. So God, we declare that we are deciding to follow you this year and we're not going to turn back. In Jesus' name.